around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much once again, uh, legendary John Bon Jovial on a beautiful, beautiful day. And have we got some music for you this week? We got some exciting stuff happening this week. Speaking of exciting John Bon Jovial, we want to be sure and uh, and thank our house band, Titty Bingo, who always provides us with some great music and occasionally stops by with new music, which I keep promising they're going to. I'm told they are working on some, and we will be among the first to hear it. Want to welcome all you listeners out there around the world and especially in Albany, New York, where you're heard on our FM affiliate WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. Welcome aboard everyone there as well. John Bon Jovial, how are you this week? Ah, well, you know, the charming environment here in southwest Florida with all the humidity is doing a number on my sinuses and uh, allergies this week. But other than that, you know, they said... Come to Florida. It's paradise, they said. <laughs> okay, sure. I can't breathe, but yeah, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, this time of year it does get it does get kind of sticky down there. This time it does of year. tend to get a little sticky down here. Uh, it's what? How did you refer to this years ago as Camp Swampy? Camp Swampy, yes, right. That's Camp exactly Swampy. what it is. That's right. Well, thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, and I uh, just, well, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to mention this, but I, I've got two or three seconds to spare here, so I, I, I think I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, because last night, and I folks, bet I know what it's about, folks listening <laughs> out there, uh, you know, we try not to date this show by talking a lot about specific events that are happening at the time we uh, pre-record this show, but i I don't know. I've just got to say something because it irritates me. Last night was the BET Awards, which was shown on at least five different cable channels around the country, including MTV and BET. And among other things was a dazzling performance by a young performer, probably, in my estimation at least, one of the better music artists of our day. I mean, someone who really has some talent and is able to get up there and show it off. Bruno Mars, and he was unfortunately trending all over the internet for more than just a uh, well, a, 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 an excellent performance in the opening of the uh, BET Awards. A Twitter user, yeah, a Twitter user by the name of Jen M. Jackson took to Twitter just hours before he was scheduled to perform and accused him of appropriating black culture. Now, stop and think about that. I really, come on. She said, I really need y'all to stop with this Bruno Mars praise and be more critical about the way we understand cultural appropriation. Now, keep in mind, this Jackson is not just some flake out of the Netherlands of the Internet. This person is a flake who is also a writer for the Washington Post, as well as another self-appointed media outlet and, and she said this on twitter she said i really need you all to stop with this bruno myers phrase and be more critical about the way we understand appropriation 
She then went on to describe how he, Mars, whose father's half Latino, half Jewish, and mother is Filipino, how he was appropriating the funk genre, which was built up by black people solely for money. Uh, he's appropriating it solely for money. Not that the black people uh, use it solely for money. Now, Bruno Mars, as she goes on, is a non-black person of color, a POC. We've got to have a category for everybody here now. She says, he has recently decided that singing funk music is economically productive. And she also added that these claims that Bruno Mars is bringing funk back, she says, black funk artists who pioneered the tradition, funk never left. Funk was a black thing, and now white people think they own it too. That's cultural appropriation. And Bruno Mars's fans came to his defense immediately, as you would well expect. One fan, Hyper Bruno, writing... Bruno has stated before that he'd be nothing without black artists. He's appreciating their artistry, not appropriating it. The fan described Bruno as a woke legend who understands black music is American music. And another Twitterite uh, tweeted that uh, hashtag Bruno Mars, this is, I should give him credit, it goes by the name of Juice, and his handle is at MJMZJU1CY. Sorry, folks, I don't make these things up. But he tweeted, hashtag Bruno Mars, what's the matter with the color of his skin? We all bleed red. Amen, Juicy. Now, my question is this. Since when did music become a racial propriety? Since when does music belong to a specific race? I mean, white music? Black music? What is this? I mean... Whites have been singing black songs for years. There wouldn't be rock and roll as we know it if it wasn't for black music. And blacks have been singing white music for years. And reds have been singing music of other ethnic origins. What is this that we have to be so critical, so insensitive, that we have to claim everything? John Bon Jovial, your comment? I'm in complete agreement with you. It's it's just a load. I mean, that is absurd. Bruno Mars is a supremely talented musician. He is innovative. He has got it. He's just that good. And a talent like his comes along so rarely in this day and age. Why would anybody want to make any disparaging remarks? Now, if he's blatantly ripping off somebody, fine. But you know what? He's not. He's doing his own thing. He's doing his own style. He's singing his own music, and he's damn good at what he does. So, uh, who, Jen, shut the hell up. It, it, my, it, it just doesn't make any sense. My only comment, Jen M. Jackson, wherever you are. <laughs> Moving right along now, John Bon Jovial. We've got some Moving music for the right people, along. haven't we? Musica <laughs> in la tarde. Hey, you know what? I just realized I get to do all of the announcing on this show, except for, you know, commercials and you banter with me and you're behind the scenes yeah. there making sure that I do everything right and the, the show comes off sounding halfway prepared for. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do the introduction to the, our first song of the week. Here is a new song, another new indie rocker for you, and John Bon Jovi will take it away because this is an old friend of ours. 
Yeah, this is a guy, his name is uh, Richie Dave Porter, and uh, the song that he's going to sing for us is called Dog Without a Bone. This guy's been with us before, pretty good at what he does, and I think you're going to enjoy this. This is Richie Dave Porter and Dog Without a Bone. Like a better man Feeling sad I'm feeling so alone Feeling so low Like a dog without a bone I can make it I can make it alone Cause I play the blues Spirit is gone. I'm trying so hard to keep keeping on. I feel I failed, I feel so low. Lord, come and lift me out of these bones. I can make it, I can make it alone. Cause I play the blues.
You're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. There you have it. Yeah. Richie Dave Porter, dog without a bone. I like that. That's a that's yeah, a good I one. like that. That's a, a, a picket. That's good. I yeah, like that. That's a gonna lot. that's gonna get some action out there. Richie Dave Porter from England, who was our guest a couple of weeks back, and that's his brand new release. He promised us there was some new stuff coming, and he definitely came through. I like that. And if you like it, be sure and uh, drop us a line at david at the david bowers dot com and. Uh, Drop our guests a line, too. Check them out on uh, Facebook, at their own websites. Google the name if you lose track of how to find them. And I'm losing my voice here for some reason. So let's move right on and get to our second song. This is a guy called Johnny Bellick. He's a singer-songwriter hailing from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And over the last few years, he's been in releasing songs of his own on SoundCloud and winning over a bunch of followers online while he's at it. And it seems one real-life interaction at a cafe may have helped him get a little attention. It seems that uh, he was playing his guitar in a cafe, and uh, Chance, the rapper's manager, Pat, the manager, says they were first introduced to him when they stumbled across a video of him singing and playing his guitar in a cafe. So let's discover him right now. If you don't already know him, you may very well hear a lot of Johnny Balick in the future. This is OMW on my way. Ain't no telling how far I'll go. Yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving right now. This feeling is all I know. That's why I need you, why I need you right now. I just can't wait to see your face and feel your grace. I just can't wait. I'm on my way. So I drag my bag to the trunk of my car. Gonna find that woman with a chunk of my heart. And if the battery is dead, I'ma jump at the start. Can't deal with being apart, cause I need you. I always knew you were the only one I'm on my way, I'll be there when the morning comes And you can lay in my arms under the morning sun It'll be glorious Ain't no telling how far I'll go Yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving right now This feeling is all I know That's why I need you, why I need you right now I just can't wait To see your face and feel your grace I just can't wait I'm on my way I'm on my See the sun coming up in the rear view Still dreaming of the moment I'll be near you Headlights slice through the fog that I steer through Don't worry, I'll be there soon, cause I need you I always knew you were the only one I'm on my way, I'll be there when the morning comes And you can lay in my arms under the morning sun It'll be glorious Ain't no telling how far I'll go Yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving right now This feeling is all I know why I need you, why I need you right now I just can't wait To see your face and feel your grace I just can't wait I'm on my way I'm on my way Turns the dark 
In the day I'll make my way right next to you I'll be there when the time's just That's Richie. I'm sorry. It's Johnny Balick. And uh, you know what? I was listening to that. And he's got a little, I don't know, it's got a little R&B. It's got a little pop sound to it. It's uh, even yeah, borderline. I think, I think borderline some hip-hop stations might even play that. Yeah, you, you know what? It's good. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? I just thought, I just flashed on this. Because it's got, you know, it's got kind of a soul sound to it. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to tell our listeners whether he's black or white. Moving right along to our next guest. He's sitting in the green room waiting to come on the show right now. His name is Darren Yarborough. He's the leader of the Sure Thing Band. And we're going to be talking to him in about, uh, oh, three and a half, four minutes or so, right after we listen to this thing called Highway Woman. <laughs>
There you go. There you go. Highway Woman is the name of the song, and Darren Yarbrough is the name of the artist. You know, you're interrupting right. the cocktail part. Yes, I noticed. I, I didn't realize they were going to talk after the song like that. I mean, so while while Darren well, is in the, the such a talkative mood, just going to bring me a beer and you cut her off. <laughs> Let me get Darren in here since he likes to talk. Come on in, Darren. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. And uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was some more chatter at the end of that track, or I wouldn't have cut you off like that. Yeah, my yeah well, that's all right. I'm not sure which. There's a couple versions of it, so that one's probably a live version. Yeah, it was definitely the live version, absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, it it really didn't. Uh, you didn't have the mics balanced quite as much it was a little more difficult to hear your uh, you know the voice track on there but you definitely yeah, got I think the sound I, I think somebody recorded that on my behalf i didn't know what was happening at the time it's just it was kind of a pretty decent rendition of it but the mic was, the, the recording device wasn't anywhere near the the pa so the guitar yeah. got picked up really good and both yeah, was it, a it little def- off in the distance yeah, you definitely got the sound across and uh, definitely showed what you can do and what you are doing there. So welcome aboard to the David Bowers Awards. And before we go any further, I want to tell you that, uh, you know, once you're on the show, you are a member of our family. So keep in touch with us. We'll always be here to promote your music, uh, your touring, whatever you've got that you want to spread the word on. We have a page on the, have a couple of pages on Facebook. Just Google uh, Facebook uh, search the David Bowers. You'll find me there. Where can the family find you uh actually you can find me on facebook band uh, with an h sure sure with an h and uh the band has a page sure thing band.com i'm on facebook as darren yarbrough and the band is on facebook their page is the sure thing band so either one of those works and uh we got lots of sites will come up in several different things but facebook and reverb nation are the primary ones i work off of places to start. Now, I couldn't help but notice, uh, I'm going to give somebody a free plug here, but I, I couldn't help but notice that you uh, spell the name of the band the same as the company that makes microphones. Now, do you have a deal yeah. going with those guys? <laughs> no, I thought about that. What happened, the story behind the band name, um, I actually trademarked that name so that I didn't because of the, I had a question about that too, but we used to have a sure PA that was probably as old as Elvis Presley that was the only piece of equipment we had that didn't break. So the only ah. sure thing we had was our sure PA. Gotcha. So everywhere we went, we had this, we had this PA with like tubes that looked like Frankenstein or something. But for some reason, it would never break. So I'll tell you, some of, we, some of those, some of the old sure equipment was one uh, among the most solid and long-lasting in the industry. The uh, their amps, their speakers, their microphones. I mean, those things weren't always the prettiest, but boy, they lasted. And a lot of people, a lot of purists that argue that the uh, the tube type uh, sets had better sound quality than the new digital ones. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. You do too, John Bon Jovial. Analog always beats digital any day of the week. Yep. <laughs> and this, this thing was just, it, it, it was a, 
like weighed a ton of bricks, you know, but it oh, yeah. always worked. It was our the sure thing. The sure thing. We yep. had one sure thing, and that was the PA would be working. So. Okay, John Bon Jovial, you, you, I think you've got that look on your face. You want to say something? Well, I just, you know, uh, Darren, I want to pay you a compliment. Uh, you guys are a kick-ass garage band. That song sounded great. It may have been live, may have been muffled. The recording quality may not have been the best, but it comes through just raw. And uh, yeah. that's just good blues rock and roll. I, I love it. Absolutely love well, it. Well, I appreciate that. that. That's what it's supposed to be. You got the you got, uh, uh just a bit. We have a Got good the time. For so. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Darren Darren, now you're 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 operating out of Ventura, California, which is lovely country out there on the California coastline. I've been out there a few times and uh uh it's some really nice country out there. But tell us a little bit about where you come from before you just popped on the scene with your music from Ventura. I was actually born in Simi Valley, which is in Ventura County, so I'm all right. six, well, 30, 27 miles away from where I was born. Ventura is 27 miles away from where I was born. So, uh, but my family originates, I think, from the Midwest and the East Coast a little bit. People always ask me if I was from Virginia, and now I have a Simi Valley accent. I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> well, it like, kind of like... John Fogarty and born on the bayou in Southern California. I don't I don't know where that bayou is. Nothing but. wrong with that. I'm familiar with Simi Valley yeah. too. I spent a lot of time out there. The uh, there's a lot of old uh, Western TV and movie sites, including what's left of the Corriganville Ranch, which back in the oh, 1950s. Yeah. Hope back in the 1950s, yep. that was the largest tourist attraction in the country till they opened Disneyland. So yeah, I'm very familiar with that. And uh, what about your music? How did you get into music and get to where you are with it? Well, I started, uh, I always was musical. I kind of, I had ear infections when I was a kid and they had to have surgery on my head. Well, my head hurt all the time. So I would hum to kind of uh, alleviate that. So I was musical to begin with, but I wanted to be a songwriter. And I kind of went down the road of writing songs first. And I, I was in pursuit of a songwriting contract and I started recording songs for other people to sing and I had a publisher and shop songs around for a long time and eventually it just kind of evolved to that was pretty difficult to plug songs as it was to just do them myself so I got a band and started playing music and he your your friend there just kind of summarized that we've always been a garage band we you know just put whatever works together and try and make something happen and have a good time while we do it and well, you had a blues. definite East Coast sound going for you there, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I just it. love blues, too. It, blues is very uh, basic. You know, you try to connect with people emotionally, not intellectually. So, And there's nothing that, wrong that, with that. That's, that's yeah. what it's all about, my friend, and you do a good job of that. It's uh, uh, tell, tell us a little bit what you're doing now uh, as far as your, your writing and your uh, performing is concerned. Right now, we've been trying to do a thing like focus on festivals and stuff. I have a, a lady I'm working with who books bands across the country, and uh, she's in the process of setting up some type of uh, festival events that would go on state to state. And so we're kind of focused on maybe trying to get a video together that would help 
uh, shop the festivals instead of nightclubs and and bars. And I also do stuff on my, well, I do on my own. I play the dobro and I do some solo stuff now and then, which is uh, a little bit pretty much like Delta slide with a, a little accent on it. I have a lot of British slide influence like Jimmy Page and, and the Rolling Stones and all those bands had alternative tunings. One guitar was tuned different than the rest. So I tried sure. to do Mississippi Delta slide, but it's probably got a little bit of a British invasion flavor to it. So it's still acoustic though. So I have and, a and- metal, uh, all metal resonators like a national and a I have a copper dobro that I call it the noisy beast. It's a it's it reflects your music reflects the influences that you have had. Now I certainly hope that you uh, will keep us on your uh, on your uh, promo list. Keep us posted with where you're going, what you're doing. A uh, quick question before we get to this last song of yours: uh, You got any uh, any big uh, any news coming up? I mean, a major, you got a major fest or a, well, a new album or new music? No, there was... I'd just like people to go check our, our website out. Sure thing, Baron. There's music on there. The festival thing got started and then it stopped and there was some legal things. So what we thought was going to pick up got held up there for a little bit. But what the hope is is in September we'll be probably playing some festivals and stuff and... I love your show. I just was listening along to you before I came on, so uh, maybe we'll be able to talk to you sometime around then. And when we get a date nailed down, I'll that works. check in with that you. That works. You Definitely. You All keep right. in touch with us because we want to hear from you and know what you're doing. We'll spread the word for you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Darren Yarborough, the Sure Thing Band, S-H-U-R-E Thing Band. And you can find them all over the Internet. Just Google the name Sure Thing Band right now. Here they are with a thing called Kitchen Blues.
can't soothe your aching There you go, that's Kitchen Blues, Darren Yarbrough and the Sure Thing Band out of Ventura, California. Beautiful country out there. I've been out through the Simi Valley and into Ventura many times. Uh, of course, most of the times I didn't get any further than the Simi Valley because I really got into the history of the Western TV and movies, which was, uh, there's a wealth of it in that area, which I won't go into now because... This is only an hour-long show, and I can't spend a half hour talking about something that doesn't relate to what we're talking about, although I could. Well, you've always anyway. lived on the seamy side of life anyway. Yes, I have. Good. Nice. Uh, yes. Isn't it time? For, don't you have something to do, like get the next song ready or something? <laughs> Thanks, oh, John. Sure. Here, let me, let me put it on the turntable. I'll cue it up. <laughs> and hold your finger on it now, and we'll get ready to roll the yes. next song, because next song is... Is from a uh, from a person who's probably not as well known in this country as he is over in Europe because his group Airport Impressions is very big over there. The gentleman is from Malta, and uh, I don't mean Malta, New York, by the way, for those of you East Coasters. This is from the country of Malta over in the Mediterranean area, and he heads up a band called Airport Impressions that are, uh, as I said, very big over there. He's got something very special. Uh, with a song that we will be playing for you in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to let you listen to some of the stuff that he does. So here is Errol Samet with Airport Impressions and a song called Walk With Me.
you have Walk With Me by Mr. Errol Samet of Airport Impressions. And uh, right now we're not going to walk, but we're going to talk with him. Errol, how are you doing today? All right. Not bad, Dave. How are you? Doing just fine. This has been a lot of fun trying to make sure we could get this when all three of us were awake at the same time because we're here in the, the east and west side of the United States and you're over there in Malta and uh, it's great having you with us. What I'd really like to talk about after hearing the first song there, uh, what I'd like to talk about first is your background, some of your, your history how you've gotten to where you are today and where you actually are today, because I understand Airport Impressions is very well known over in Europe. Yeah, well, uh, we've thought of it. Uh, well, we've just come back from Scotland uh, last September. We've been uh, we've been busy lately up in, the, in that region, and we were in Ireland. That's where it all started. Basically, started off in Ireland. We actually went for seven months to stay there and, and songwrite and, you know, it's uh, it's a place where kind of we relate to, of course. We had, uh, we stayed there a while, and uh, we kind of brought the style with us back to Malta, and we reforged it into uh, two albums, basically. Um, uh, yeah, well, I started off really in a rock band, like a heavy rock band. I mean, my, I was a big Led Zeppelin freak, and and Pink Floyd. Who haven't? Who hasn't really? But uh, those are the kind of influence mainly that I came from, which is much more. Which is much more heavy than what we actually write today, of course. Right. But uh, uh, with Led Zeppelin and, and especially those kind of bands, I mean, it's just a lot of those. And that's what bands I actually played before in as well. You know, at the beginning, it was very much so into those uh, the grungy and you know that uh, right. kind of sounds. Very American sounds too. Um, to be honest, I love the, the the guitar. I like you know uh, guitars that are kind of tonish. Dave, you know those those. Right, electric, but in. So anyway, and then when we kind of formed their impressions, we, we we wrote when we wrote we were a duo really in the beginning. It was me and Johan, a guitar player, and we kind of wrote a couple of songs. We want to keep them on on record. Nothing really uh, gigantic, dream wise. Okay. But when the first single was was quite a balladish single, we used to be called that. Well, it is called Beside You. We still play it live today, of course. Uh, we kind of released that just kind of to see how it would do, pure, pure curiosity it was, uh, and it went straight to number one in Malta, so it was like, okay, you know, this is, this is good. So we kind of started expanding, as fans do, we, in a year we had the whole lineup done, and started recording the first album, and, and started going a bit out to Sweden, and Germany, to record some songs, you know, the usual thing, and... Now, obviously, we kind of, I had an era going through Johnny Cash, I, obviously he's one of my idols as well, oh, wow. so it was like, yeah, I, 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 am, I am one of those, did I have to play a song of his life, like every time, <laughs> it's like oh. a freakish thing. What a, what, and, a, what, a neat, what a neat thing to, uh, to hear uh, someone from a, uh, you know, from a successful group from the other side of the world, and uh, including... Uh, you know, Led Zeppelin to Johnny Cash in the same conversation. That's that's great. I, I love it. I love it. It's the background. It's the daddy background, Dave. You know, <laughs> always listening to the LPs and, 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 you know, you grow up and you say, why why the, why the heck did he sell them? <laughs> those times, but times have changed now, you know. Oh, uh, but, uh, yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, can you sum up what you... What caused you to evolve from this uh, grunge to heavy metal to the 
oh, I, I don't know. I think I would, I would say more adult rock that you do today. Yeah, um, it's to be honest, I wouldn't. As when I sit down and play and start writing, and you know, things come pretty much on their own. You don't like plan it or something. Um, I don't usually go to those heavy, intense, and really. Besides that, to be honest, uh, the whole band. We're not like we're not never actually wrote as hard as we. It's walk with me is the hardest kind of sound we kind of got to. It's just it just doesn't. But the lyrics then. That's when I actually turn attention, go back to those kind of social, uh, I don't know, maybe even political, sometimes mildly, kind of the Pink Floyd, the, the revolution era, I call it. Right. You know, when you kind of write lyrics with meaning, which, yeah. to be honest, nowadays I find a bit hard to find sometimes. Yeah, that's true. We don't like writing about what party I'm going to do tonight. You know, it's just, yeah, I don't find that interesting. Music has, uh, has split uh, a lot like society has and become uh, uh, almost polar. You've got uh, you've got a bunch of music that uh, seems like it has almost no meaning, and then the, you've got a bunch of music that is just totally political. And uh, the uh, the middle ground is kind of hungry these days. Let me uh, uh, let me ask you. Tell the folks for the, those who aren't familiar with you yet. Tell them how they can find you online. Yes, sure. On Facebook, of course, uh, I've got my own page, which I'm actually using a lot for Burton's song for the autism uh, cause. Uh, Errol Samut, it's just Errol Samut. Um, and then also the band page, Airport Impressions, which of course they can contact us there as well. Um, uh, and on YouTube, the YouTube channel is called Airport Impressions TV. And there's live act there that we did, the MTV last year, the MTV concert. Um, uh, and also, of course, the website, which is airportimpressions.com. Okay, great. And uh, we do want to get into talking about Burton's song, because that is a, a, well, that's really what caused us to come together, discover you, and uh, want to get you on the show, because you've got some great music. We really want to help spread that, but you have a great message there. Before we go into that, though, I know, John Bon Jovi, you have a question you'd like to ask. Well, it's more of an observation than a question. Um, first of all, Errol, uh, I, I just I want to congratulate you on your sound. And, and like most Americans, uh, sadly, I have been unfamiliar with airport impressions until uh, David turned me on to them uh, last week, and we got to talking about you and you know what kind of an interview we were going to do. But uh, in, in listening to uh, to uh, Walk, I was uh, in, trying to think of you know what does this remind me of, and because it's got a very smooth, very polished uh, production to it, and uh, and it was bugging me. And uh, it just dawned on me a second ago that it kind of reminds me of Mike and the Mechanics and Broken Wing, and uh, yeah. which is uh, which is just an absolutely wonderful tune. And of course, it doesn't sound anything like it, but the um, it, I think probably the production values that went into it, uh, which uh, you know, that was just basically is my observation on that. And John, uh, we're huge fans of Counting Crows, John. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, so am I. I think it would remind you a bit also the some guitar licks in the first album, especially Minutes of a Lifetime. Right. They kind of, they kind of subtly. It's not really. We're not. I mean, Johan, my partner in songwriting, he is just a counting crows freak. I'd like to call. I mean, he introduced them to me too when we were younger, of course. 
Um, you can find kind of the, the way the RPG that guitars go in. It kind of, but we've, I mean, we've been, we've been hearing so many, you know, just the, the days, I am, I find myself lucky to have left the, the 90s well, because there's the, the music there, I think, was just, you can relate so much to so many different bands, apart from the 70s, which is my favorite, of course, but then, <laughs> that's going a bit too far for me. Yeah. <laughs> Venture back with well, us to the days of yesteryear. Well, the days of real rock, hey? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you you are planning on uh, putting together some kind of an invasion of the states. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year we uh, we're working well with Shereen mostly. She's our manager, of course, uh, to try yeah. to organize a couple of, of of gigs over there. Yeah, we've never I've never been even to the states, let alone play in the states. So it's going to be quite quite uh, quite a trip. Well, I think it's I think it's one that uh, the American music fans are going to be really uh, really thrilled about too because you do you have some uh, some excellent music uh, that I've listened to that they can find online uh, a variety of genres I mean really uh, the the difference in the types of music you do like as you mentioned uh, the hard edge of uh, walk and uh, then of course the uh, uh, the Almost an anthemic, and actually it is supposed to be an anthem uh, of Burton's Way, which we're going to listen to in a couple of minutes. And uh, some of the other stuff, I mean, I was blown away by Berlin, which... Uh, I was going to mention, that's a popular one, yeah. That's a popular you know, one, too. For our listeners, uh, if you get a chance to find uh, uh, Earl Simot's music, uh, be sure and check out Berlin, because it, it not only is an intriguing, uh, intriguing sound, it also... Uh, helps display the broadness of genres that uh, that this organization draws from. And uh, we're so happy you're able to come and spend some time with us today on the show. Uh, tell us now about Burton's song, the creation and evolution of it, and just exactly what you're doing with it. Okay. Uh, Burton is my nephew. He uh, He's now four and a half. Uh, the time when I actually got... The first kind of light to the song it was three years ago. It was really, really young, very young, um, but was about two and a half anyway. It was almost two. He was anyway. So, um, and I was obviously at my parents' house, and we were I was jamming along. My sister, normal stuff, and he was his usual self, you know. Now he suffers from Asperger's syndrome, so um, uh, so he kind of well, usually, you know, you call him and stuff like that. He doesn't really, he's in his world most of the time. Now, obviously, things have changed a lot. He's really responding a lot, and and uh, and hopefully he'll keep on improving. But when I started playing this, this is now, obviously, for me, you know, I'm a musician. I I, uh, I kind of pick up these things, maybe. I don't know. Artist moments, I call them. Uh, I, call, I was playing. He was just, when he, it was the first time he was exposed to a guitar live, yeah? So he was like, he was crazy about it. He came and, and started trying to play it, and and that goes on today. He's playing the drums and trying, you know, when he ever sees me, just guitar and he wants it, you know. So basically, I thought and that that little moment there, the riff, the same riff, da 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 da, you know, that part that kind of right. signifies it. That was like it. I kept that. I kept that. I I formed the lyrics on on this situation. I call it where mm-hmm. we kind of need to understand more how they see it rather than we try to get them over to, for them to see it like we see it. Cause every, even though every person sees it this different way, 
anyway, so you can't, I can't think like you, Dave, or like you, John. You can't think like me. We're, it's the same thing, maybe on a different language, I, sort of. Right. I, I, what I, signified. I, Sorry? Yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. And uh, it, it's, it's true. The story about uh, how uh, you came to move in this direction with this song and create an anthem for autism awareness is really a touching story. And uh, again, I appreciate you having come and spoken with us. Uh, unfortunately, we also have time constraints, too, so I want to assure you we'd love to have you come back and talk more with us, play more of your music. Uh, please keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on, and uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to more. But right now, I want to get into this song and let our listeners have a chance to listen to the Autism Awareness Anthem that is being played around the world. All proceeds from this song go to Autism charities around the world so if you buy the song wherever you buy the song you know the money is going to a good cause autism awareness errol summit of airport impressions thank you so much and listeners here is burton's song
And that's it. Burton's song. Remember, if you purchase that song, 100% of the profits go to autism charities worldwide. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, Errol Samet. Sorry you couldn't make it here with us, but we'll look forward to having you come join us in the future. Thank you also to Darren Yarbrough for being with us and sharing some great blues chops. Best to you all. Thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll see you again next week. Meanwhile, John Bon Jovi will take us home. Okay, David. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world through the facilities of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Arizona. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3, Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. Greenwich time. For more information, more indie music, more great talk, we're the place to turn to. Until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek, Hawkbalong, Sir Cassidy, and all the other idiots here, I'm John Bon Jovial saying thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.